0: let's pray thank you holy spirit we totally endeavor to rely on you and your power we thank you for your word we pray lord that every one of us here today at swan hill christian center would enjoy the leadership of your amazing wisdom and grace so lord as we look through john chapter 2 today we pray lord that these insights would give us power would give us direction and help, reassurance and life. In Jesus name. Hey, wonderful to see you. Hey, it's great to be here in Swan Hill. And what a wonderful church and what a wonderful bunch of people you are. I think possibly my my favourite church in the whole of Victoria. And of course, I'm imagining you there because you're not here in the building, but I know that you're watching and listening and so i'm seeing you and i'm praying that the holy spirit would do something extraordinary in your life today thank you for joining us and pastor colin is here and he's encouraging me and it's just so good to be preaching to you how amazing is it that what god is doing upon the earth and of course chaos is everywhere and this is something we've never experienced before but Of course, in the midst of it, God is bringing about his order and reports are coming in from right around the world of people getting into digital church and finding out about Jesus and receiving Jesus as their saviour. Some reports are saying that thousands more people, and in fact, I've heard some locally too, where many people are finding out about Christ and giving their life to him. So thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing goodness, bringing order out of this chaos. Let's read John chapter two, verse one to 12. Thank you for joining me. Have you got your Bible? If you haven't, just go to your bookshelf, open up your app, and let's have a look at this scripture together. John chapter two. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece, around 600 litres in all. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, he, his mother, his brothers and his disciples, and they did not stay there many days. Now, what's this passage of Scripture all about? Of course, it's about believing because in verse 11, it says that because of this sign, the disciples believed in him. And later in John, the Bible says that Jesus signs were particularly intended that you might believe and have life. And so that's a fundamental truth. But there's so much more in this passage, and I I hope that the Holy Spirit will will bring these things to light as as we travel through it. This passage is not just a great truth about a wedding, but many other truths are buried in it. It's also about prediction and anticipation. It's about Jesus' intervention in a wedding. He was there at just the right time to bring about a miracle that would secure the happiness of the couple. But in this as well, there's a wonderful picture of a much broader truth, that Jesus was not too far away going to start preparing a bride of his own, the church. And so he would go to the cross And he would die and be buried and rise again, and then start to build this beautiful bride. And in the end of time, of course, we know that there's going to be a marriage supper of the Lamb when all of these believers will be gathered together to celebrate what Jesus has done and give glory to God. There's everything else in between in this passage there's the cross, the resurrection, there's a picture of the new covenant. There's the calling of the church and there's a pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Primarily, I believe this passage is about order and chaos. In fact, the conflict between order and chaos is at the very heart of existence. Order is washing the dishes instead of letting them pile up for a few weeks. Order is mowing the lawn instead of letting your lawn just grow ragged and be full of car parts. Order is tidying up your room, especially without being asked, instead of throwing all your clothes on the floor. Order is budgeting your money. It's faithfulness in marriage. It's rule of law. Family voice, of course, the ministry that I belong to is very much involved in bringing order out of chaos, believing God that we can be his instruments to bring order to governments and to bring good news and order to the church. Genesis chapter one describes God's bringing order out of chaos. And in fact, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light and so God brought goodness into the universe and it was all good it didn't take man very long at all to turn that back to chaos And so the whole of history is really a story of God intervening in man's affairs. And as we follow the history of the Bible and the history of mankind all the way through, we see God bringing people back to order, bringing blessing into their lives, setting them on a good path. And then man selfishly moving away and allowing disorder to come back into his life. We recognize that, of course, this conflict between order and chaos, when we pray our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Order out of chaos, his kingdom out of chaos. And the best example, of course, is Jesus Christ and his sacrifice and his heart to give himself to enable people to come to him and to begin to get their lives right and goodness to flow in their own lives. So, order and chaos. I'm not going to spend a whole half an hour on verse 1. I don't want to scare you with that. But verse 1 of chapter 2 is a significant verse and it says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and when I read third day, I know there's a band, third day, but whenever you see third day in the Bible, you know there's going to be a significant event. The earth was made on the third day. God spoken into existence. Abraham took a three-day journey to sacrifice Isaac, one of the best pictures of the cross. Jonah was in the belly of a great fish for three days before he was spewed up and he he preached the truth and a whole nation turned back to God. The Israelites were a three-day journey into the desert when they came upon the waters of Marah and we see a magnificent picture of the healing of Jesus Christ as a tree was thrown into the water. When Jesus was in the grave for three days, That was a magnificent sign, the best sign of all. That very soon an incredible event of resurrection was about to take place. Three days. So when we read on the third day, yes, it could be three days since Nathaniel's revelation, if you look in the previous passage. But more than that, it's a three-day experience about to unfold. And I want to pray for you today because i just wonder are you having a three-day experience is your life around the supernatural power of god i just wonder in these moments as we're together whether you could put your hand on yourself because i want to pray for you i don't want to live in the half measures of god I don't want to live in apathy. I don't want to live in powerlessness. I want to live in this third day experience which began with the resurrection of Christ. And I know that you do as well. So why don't you just put your hand on yourself, whatever challenges you might be facing today. Let's believe for an amazing miracle. Father, in Jesus' name, for all these lovely people, these magnificent lives, Jesus, that you have intended today to bring your power into, into these families, Lord, that are with us today, that have joined together with us. I pray, Lord, that your supernatural power would move like never before. I pray you would awaken a life and a joy And a fruitfulness that has not been seen in this body, in this family, in this life for a long time. I pray, Lord, there would be something happening today which would take us all into a more powerful existence in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Touch these lives, Father, in Jesus' name. That's third day. There was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, the northern part of Israel. And the mother of Jesus was there. She was there. The mother of Jesus, Mary, was there. She wasn't invited so much as there. And we can see straight away that she's there to serve. She's there to be part of the the whole wedding work team. And so uh, we know that this is a family affair. The commentaries agree that this is most likely the wedding of a family member of Jesus himself quite likely his sister and so Mary was there of course to help and we go straight into well we we see in verse 2 now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding there were five with Jesus four disciples that he had appointed already and one disciple of John so six in his party and they were invited giving further credibility to this being a family affair And then we see the Bible goes straight into the main event. It says in verse three, and when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Why would running out of wine be such a major event? Well, in those days, in this seven day feast, running out of wine could have been cataclysmic. It could have meant disaster, humiliation, a chaotic future for this lovely young couple. It could have meant disorder, an angry husband, a crying wife, guests leaving, instead of joy, celebration and peace. It could have meant on the wedding night, a furious, selfish husband taking what is his right from his fearful virgin bride instead of a loving, gentle, caring husband serving his princess his queen and so we have potential for chaos and jesus in the midst i wonder is there potential chaos in your life have you been veering towards a chaotic event perhaps jesus will bring you back today And Jesus said to his mother, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Literally, mum, don't be anxious. It's not quite the time. And we know that with Jesus, there's always a perfect time. This has so much symbolism in it because we can picture the guests and they've all got a, a cup that's got wine in the cup it hasn't run out yet the time has not yet come there is a perfect time for jesus to bring about his miracle and they're still full of joy they're still celebrating the happy couple are still being honored and praised but it's about to run out and we're going to start to look at some other pictures like the picture of works moving into a time of grace But the time had not yet run out and when jesus goes to the cross it has to be a perfect time it has to be when this season when this dispensation when this covenant of works and people being measured by their works when that has completely run out and then jesus will go to the cross and he'll die and he'll be resurrected and he'll usher in this time when people will no longer be measured by works but they'll be measured Not by what they have done, by what Jesus has done. And in your life, there has to be a perfect time. And Jesus was just waiting for the perfect time at this wedding. But he's waiting for a perfect time in your life as well to bring his kingdom, to bring goodness, to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring a way through. And perhaps he'll do it today. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it confidence in him now there were set there six water pots of stone and we're going to shift a little bit now and we're going to start seeing a picture of the church because christians are called vessels christians it talks about in the bible that they are living stones in one peter earthen vessels And so we see that this is going to move from a time of imminent chaos into a time of presenting what might come after Jesus' miracle. And we see six water pots, six, the number of man, these big earthenware pots, big heavy pots, all with water in them for washing the dirt of life off the outside. And Jesus is going to start to give us a picture of a people who are raised up And something beyond the external washing has happened to them because the Holy Spirit has come into their lives and has brought cleanliness to the very centre of people's lives. And so we see these heavy pots being the answer to the chaos in this situation. And of course, the heavy pots of Christians, the open pots, the pots that are full, Christians' pots are the very answer on behalf of Christ for the world, And they contained 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And I love this filled to the brim thing. We love the Holy Spirit here, don't we, at Swan Hill Christian Centre. We love him. We love him as one of the members of the Trinity. And we're not afraid of inviting him and his power into our lives. And Jesus said, fill these water pots up to the brim. Are you filled to the brim with Jesus? I hope that I am. I think of when I go through life, when I talk to my family, when I'm when I'm with other people, which of course we're not much at the moment, but when we are. In our homes, are we full of Jesus? If we happen to slop something out of our water pot, what is it that we're we're slopping? What's falling out of our lives? Is it goodness? Is it encouragement? Is it life? Is it something of Jesus Christ because we're so full of him when we tilt one way or tilt the other? I hope that it's something that just helps people and builds people up. And Jesus filled these pots to the brim. I want to be filled to the brim with Jesus. I don't know about you. And that's something that we can pray for in a very short time. And he said to them, and here we we get to this incredible, actual miracle happening at the wedding. He said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And so we see this picture of this perfect time of Jesus bringing de- deliverance to this possible chaotic event. And in my life, I know many times I've been right on the edge of doing something really foolish or erring in some way or, or getting off track in, the, in some way or another. And Jesus has come in at just the right time to set me free and set me on the right path. And maybe that's what he'll do for you today. And so the guests were still drinking, but suddenly the cups were dry and suddenly there was a new season about to commence and Jesus had performed this miracle. And so just at that moment, the the servant was carrying this new wine into the master of the feast. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and so the miracle had happened. It had happened instantly when Jesus wanted it to and did not know where it came from. But the servants who had drawn the water knew the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. Do you know that Jesus kept the good wine of his spirit until these last days? And Jesus longs to you be, for you to be filled with this power of the Holy Spirit in these last days for his glory. The good wine is here today. The good wine, the miraculous work of Jesus Christ in filling your life with goodness, in filling your life with power, is here today. The time has come. The old way of living is gone. And from this moment, we can expect to be we walking, walking in a new miraculous power that we've never known before. Jesus brought incredible deliverance to his sister's wedding. At a moment, that could have been chaos for this young couple. He was there to do this first of many signs. But of course, this sign is that you might believe, that you might know the truth and that you might live, the Bible says. And more than that, perhaps, it's that Jesus longs for you with an incredible heart of love. And he sees the needs that you have. And he wants to come into your life today. He wants to do a miraculous event in your life. He wants to bring the good wine into your life. He wants to bring order out of the chaos of your life. So whatever you are like with Christ today, there is an opportunity for you to receive him. If you've been a Christian for a long, long time, like, like I have and Pastor Colin has, then there's still opportunity for us to, to grow more in Christ, to hand over our lives more to Christ, to be filled with his power, even more than we've known before. And that's what I pray for you today. Wherever you are, whatever your circumstances, whatever fears you might have, or whatever challenges that are before you, I want you to know that Jesus Christ can touch your heart, touch your life, touch your circumstances with his power today let's pray father in Jesus name as your wonderful people are gathered Lord I know that you long to touch me pastor Colin all of these really great awesome faithful people and even those Lord that are hearing your words in a way that they've never heard them before people that have been touched by the Holy Spirit, not by my my excellence in any way whatsoever, but Lord, people who are receiving you, people that are ready to know Jesus Christ. Lord, will you touch them today? Will you answer the cry of their heart, the cry of my heart, the cry of Colin's heart, and set us on a journey, Lord, which is more powerful, joyful, fulfilling, and fruitful than we have ever known before. Amen.